Hello, everybody. Welcome back into the Horseshoe, the site of Ohio State 56, Indiana 14. It was so close to 49 to 7 for a while, mm -hmm. but the margin of victory was collect correctly predicted by the podcast. Except for Berm, he backed off during the pregame show. Nah, should have kept that tutty in there. That's Bill Landis, Jeremy Birmingham, yeah. and I am also that's Warriors. All right. I got the, the extra Ohio State touchdown made it all worth it. <laughs> it sure did. It was special. Uh, this is Snap Judgments, and we could probably do an episode entirely on Cameron Bad. And Berm has known this young man for a very long time, so I will just cede the floor to him before we talk about the rest of the game. When you see an entire team react the way that the Ohio State football team just did when Cam Bad catches that touchdown, like we hear so much in the cliches about the brotherhood and all the stuff around here, and some of that stuff is worth like reverberating and worth like rehashing over and over and over. But when you talk about Cameron Bad, like the impact that he has on these guys on this team is not like everyone else. Like he is the unquestioned leader of this football program and has been. And, and CJ Stroud talked about it in post game. He was the leader when Chase Young was here. He was the leader <laughs> for J.K. Dobbins. He was the like he has been through so much stuff to to keep perspective the way he has to keep going to keep pushing himself to say I'm going to do this. It's going to happen. It was just really amazing to see it happen. And uh, I could see it on the field. I was at the other end zone, but the Buckeyes were getting ready to take the field for offense. And you could see Cam was like, he was shaking his leg. And it was almost like you could tell him, he, he was looking at his leg going, come on, don't fail me. One time. One time. And, and he got out there and he made, you know, had a couple nice blocks on the drive and, and almost sprung a touchdown run with a block that yeah. would have been just absolutely terrible <laughs> because he you know he, he's physical he'd already done that part before yeah so i mean it, it's, it's really just something I, i'm it was very emotional watching him and his mom uh reconnect right on the field um during the you know during the game and right after the play and you saw mecca buka with tears in his eyes everyone on the sideline like these guys understand so much better than we can ever understand what someone like Cameron Babb has been through, and, and it's it's truly special. And I'm glad that Ohio State made that opportunity happen for him. Four ACLs and a broken leg. Five consecutive season-ending uh, setbacks or injuries. Uh, he had got that opportunity a few years back. Although sort of the last time I remember really seeing him do anything, he was throwing some of those blocks in the Big Ten Championship game, pressed into action there, uh, threw one for Trey Sermon that led to a touchdown. You know, but he'd never had a moment like this where the spotlight was actually on him. Uh, not sure that that's truly where he wants it to be as a leader. Um, you want to help put that light on others, but the guy was given the Blocko jersey for a reason. It wasn't by accident, uh, and there was really no second option for this team uh, in that regard. So they dialed up a play that that featured him. C.J. Stroud said he felt some pressure to make sure that that was his best ball of the day, and. The catch, I don't think you asked him if it was hard or it was the easy one. That wasn't a that wasn't an easy play. That wasn't a no. that wasn't a gift touchdown. He had to go earn it, which I think made it even cooler. Yeah, one of those kind of pivot routes in the in the sideline, the margin for error is is pretty small. Um maybe they could have dialed up something a little, <laughs> little easier. Like one but, of those ones to a mecca that yeah, was like no yeah. one's around. But he did create good separation. Like it was also a reminder of like Cameron Babb is a really good receiver when he's when he's healthy. CJ Stroud told me last spring that Cameron Babb was the best receiver on the team. And that was when Garrett Wilson was here and Chris Olave was here and Emeka Abuka was here and Marvin Harrison was here as freshman. And he said, if Cam Babb was healthy, he would be the bullet to cuff it. Hmm. And I don't mean, I, maybe that's hyperbole, I don't know. But what, what you know is that 
he was a very highly rec recognized or highly recruited player. And, uh, you know, uh, just thinking like everyone in the stadium knew where the ball was going except for Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> but kudos to CJ for putting it where it had to be. That play, like we, we had talked about, I think in the preseason, like when, the, when that moment comes, it's going to be pretty special. And yet it somehow <laughs> exceeded, I think, those expectations. Maybe because we weren't sure it would actually come after he got that setback in yeah. camp. Um, but yeah, it was really cool. I thought too, like of all the interactions he had on the sideline, he must have hugged Adam Stewart, the team's physical therapist, for two minutes yeah. after all the players had kind of dissipated and it was just two of them alone. Um, so that was really kind of a, a tender moment. So that put a cap on a 42-point blowout. And, um, you know, it's, we could keep talking about it, but there was a football game that went on for a lot of the other uh, key Buckeyes and regular starters. And to put that into the national title chase perspective, uh, we should do that now. And it starts with, uh, another injury. This team is the walking wounded in the backfield, and it's 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 crazy to see what's happening here. Mayan Williams looked like just as soon as Ohio State had found some things that it was getting some traction, getting the running game moving again, again, not perfectly, and there were some short yardage things that I'm sure we're going to talk about as we all have been for three or four weeks in a row now. Uh, Mayan Williams goes down and gets an awkward tackle on top of his foot. Uh, can't put any weight on that right foot, goes uh, to the sideline, straight to a cart and into the locker room, does not return. Don't know. He was on crutches and had a walking boot. Uh, I was told that there's nothing broken in there preliminarily uh, and that Ryan Day was going to let him sleep on it and then they would try and evaluate that more tomorrow. I don't think they should let him sleep on it. I think they should elevate it. That's, yeah, probably, just let him that's sleep. good advice. We should probably yeah. pass that along. <laughs> it doesn't look good. And with Travion Henderson also in a walking boot, Chip Trainum scratched from the lineup, and then even Dallin Hayden having a brief scare uh, coming out in the second half. He was the only scholarship running back still available. <laughs> and TC Cappy's out for the year. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The guy that they were leaning on as the walk-on, and he's gone. Uh, I don't know that I've ever seen anything quite like it. Well, but then you have Xavier Johnson with a 70-yard touchdown <laughs> run where he was weaving his way... It, it is a reminder of how supremely talented Ohio State yeah. is when you compare them to everyone else in the country. But it is also a bit of a concern uh, moving forward. Ryan Day did say that what they saw in the locker room was that it didn't appear to be too serious, but too serious that is subjective, of course. And I guess at this point, while we just look to project ahead to Maryland, maybe Dallin Hayden and Xavier Johnson are your running backs next sure. week. Yeah, he, and, he and, it, and Chip Trainer Brian Day yeah. did say he'd expect him back next week. Yeah, it's, I mean it's it's funny. Well, I guess it's not funny, but it's not it's, funny. Ha -ha. It's, it's unfortunate for them. Not funny. Ha -ha. Gallows humor. They finally like they ran the ball pretty well today against an Indiana defense that, for all of the shortcomings, well. is a pretty good rush defense. Um, and yet you still come out of it thinking like, boy, I don't know what's going to happen with this run game because they're so now shorthanded at the running back position. Um, I guess maybe take some solace in Ryan Day being a, a little more upbeat about Mayan Williams than I, than I thought he would be coming out of the game. But, I mean, that stuff can can change tomorrow when, like, swelling goes down and you get a get, 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 uh, better look at it. And I don't know, like, even if Travion Williams – or Travion Henderson, excuse me, is healthy, like, do you want to play him against Maryland? I don't, I don't I think do, you do. I doubt so, it, yeah. Um, yeah, I imagine they're going to go into a, a, the game next week with a bit of a skeleton crew at running back. Yeah, some of the people that I talked to coming off the field were not nearly as optimistic as Ryan Day made it seem in his post-game press conference for – Mayan Williams specifically, and really that's been the way Travion Henderson's foot issue has been described as well. So none of this is ideal, and all of it is viewed through not the lens of Maryland next week, but being back in this building 
in two weeks at high noon for the game. Because for all the things that I've said, which is that Ohio State is a pass-first team, and they showed that again in some short yardage and red zone situations today where play action and throwing the football is to their benefit, not detriment. Um, there's going to be opportunities, obviously, in that game where they're going to have to run the ball. And, you know, Dewan Jones has now missed time. bright side is that you get Josh Fryer some experience. When Mayan comes out, I guess the bright side is that Dallin Hayden got in there and protected the football well. Um, so it's obviously a give and take, but uh, that didn't. That was the only thing today that Ryan Day was up uh, up there saying. I wanted to bang my head against the wall in short yardage. Well, maybe there's another option. <laughs> yeah. You can throw the ball. It is. In the, it says in the rule book. I was reading my copy up in the press box. He You're was to throw the ball in, in short yardage. I think you know. You asked him. He said they're probably being a bit stubborn trying to run the ball in those situations. And like in a game like this, I guess that's okay. Um, I I think in a Michigan game or a Big Ten championship or a playoff game, he probably will have more balance in third and short, but they're they're trying to work through it at the moment, um, and they're, I just don't think they're built that way. Do you know when play action works the best? When teams think you're going to run the ball. Not when they think you're going to, but when they think you can do it effectively, right? So no, I don't. I actually disagree with that. I don't. I don't. I and I actually think there's like evidence to suggest that you don't have to be a particularly effective rushing team to be a good play action well team. then uh, what my point is the, the play action stuff in the red zone that Ohio State did today twice to Kate's over for touchdowns like that's what you have to show mm-hmm. because eventually you're going to have to muscle up and beat someone at the point of attack and Dallin Hayden had a nice first touchdown run of the day you know quick one cut and, and score Mayan Williams obviously had a long run on, on a third and short where Josh Fryer and, and uh, Matthew Jones cleared out some space yeah. and he went over the right side I thought the entire right side of the line Matthew Jones played better today. He was still pretty gimpy. Sure did. I'm surprised that he was in there, to be honest. There were right the play right after Mayan Williams got hurt, Matthew Jones got up and could not walk. And they go to a and you know, then it was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> but he was still out there uh, and wasn't replaced until the entire line was replaced later in the game. So it's just it's football. The guys get hurt. You know what else would, yeah. would work well well with play action? If defenses have to be scared that you're going to run play action, <laughs> and then they don't sell out to stop your run. I don't know. Yeah. That's just a sort of backwards that way. That also helps the run. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Um, that they can't of, sell out to stop. It's it. like the two things go together. Yeah, they have butter done, and jelly. They have done a fair amount of play action the past two weeks out of pistol and from under center. Just for whatever reason, not in those situations. Yeah, I don't. I really don't mean that to nitpick today because I don't think that there's anything to stress about for Ohio State. This was. A return to normalcy in my mind. Um, they don't have to win every game by 42. They were favored by 40 and they covered. But it's sure nice when they do. So that's, I think, probably uh, important to a lot of people out there who wanted either to see Ohio State handle its business, which it did right from the start, or were personally invested in them doing so. Um, yeah. Or maybe even both. Uh, I don't know. Reese Stockdale. <laughs> That's Wednesday's show. Uh, he, you know, this is the thing, though. You're Ohio State. You, you go out there and you're trying to work on things, and then you put a guy back there to catch punts, and he drops two of them in a row. And then you're like, hey, why are we doing this? And, and it's one weird day. Let me Ballard caught the last one, though. Yeah. yeah. And like, good day. I mean, we haven't even talked at all about the defense, which obviously played pretty solid. I mean, they give up yeah. the, the seven on the. The jump ball to the tight end over Cam Cam Brown, which I don't nothing he was going to do to stop that. That guy was just a foot taller than him. Yeah, I mean, what's what's Cam five eleven six foot? Yeah, two hundred, and the guy who caught the ball is six six two fifty. You know, Indiana did recognize early that they had to move away from 
Connor Bazalak and put in the quarterback that could change some things up with his feet. And Not with his arm. And Dexter Williams. Woo. I mean, he came out, first ball he threw was a 40-yard uh, completion down <laughs> the middle. and Coverage bust. Turned out to be a fluke on a coverage bust. You just but. wonder, you know, those are the things we've seen a couple times with Ohio State. Like, who's, in, who's responsible there? J.K. Johnson on the second touchdown they allowed. I don't know who's responsible there, but it does seem to be happening that when J.K. Johnson's on the field, teams are throwing to the side he's on and they're scoring. So they, I think they pulled him out after that and never put him back in the game. Unless he went unless back in late. The when, when, they, okay. when they put the second teamers in there, he went back in. But after that first touchdown, he it was all Jordan Hancock, Jair Brown, and Cameron Brown. I thought it was, I thought yeah. it was great to see. So <laughs> it was funny. Cameron Brown after the game, I happened to find myself talking to him, and Sources. just by. Just by pure luck, and he wanted to go find eighty-eight. He was like, "I," he was like, "I didn't realize that you were that big. That wasn't fair." And they were joking <laughs> about it. And he was like, "Congratulations uh, on the touchdown and moving on." And then, you know, as I was continuing to talk to him, like he felt himself. He had his game should not be uh, evaluated purely on giving up that touchdown. It wasn't a great yeah. matchup for him. He broke up two deep balls. Uh, getting a head around and getting a hand in that I think people have wanted to see from Ohio State's cornerbacks all year, and it has not happened very frequently. Um, Bill, you brought it up in the uh, pregame that there aren't a lot of interceptions for this team, but there also aren't a lot of PBUs coming from the corner, especially in these deep balls, and Cameron Brown provided two of them today. That's a big deal. He he and Jordan Hancock uh, both healthy and playing extensively. And they needed that again because they're still not at full strength because Denzel Burke apparently picked up an injury in pregame warm-ups and was not able to go. Yeah, that was weird. Um, but it was good to see Jordan Hancock play basically the entire game. I, I, actually, I'm, I'll be curious to see the snap counts. It felt like Cameron Brown was rotating a little bit, but Jordan Hancock might have been out there for every you know high-leverage defensive snap. Yeah, it was good. It was good to see. Um, I thought they handled the change from a kind of a statuesque quarterback to a more mobile guy fairly well. Um, what Indiana was able to do moving the ball, it kind of happened on trick plays and that one busted coverage that we talked about. They right. got after the passer pretty good, um, stopped the run like they have all year. So, I don't know. It's not a very good offense they face, but they did their job again. No, but, it, you know, what we're looking for is Ohio State to be doing things different. We saw two times Lathan Ransom sent on a blitz, Scott home yep. both times. Ohio State blocked the punt. First time all year long that they've even tried. I mean, I've been saying it on every yep. Monday rewatch, like, why not just try to block a punt? <laughs> and and now you see they, they try, and they and did it fairly successfully, I guess. It's 100% success rate. Is that their uh, first block punt since they blocked one against Indiana in 2019? Uh, I think so. They don't send guys back. Don't go after it very often. They yeah. said that, uh, and Lathan Ransom talked about this after the game, that Parker Fleming scribbled up a, a change to their normal approach because of what they saw from Indiana. And Lathan's like, cool, I'll take that, and I'll go right out there and do it. And it worked. And then Caden Curry norm, uh, almost scored for him. Yeah. I mean, it, we saw – I mean, Caden – Ransom tried to pick it up. He got knocked away. Caden Curry tried to pick it up. He got knocked away. Xavier Johnson picks it up and gets down at the two-yard line. And it, you just have to be able to show different things. And so everything – we keep saying it – every week is about – November 26th. So you're just showing a little bit of this. Make Michigan have to think about this. Make them worry about that. CJ Stroud today, even on the first drive of the game, showed the willingness to run. He's not, his spatial awareness yeah. in running the ball <laughs> is not entirely up to speed. He does not seem to realize that, like, you can put a ball out or maybe duck. Don't, like, don't, let someone hit you. Well, right he shouldn't, he shouldn't have on that first don't, one. Don't, don't let don't someone clock you right in the like shoulder. Massive hit, um, so he's learning. He's figuring that out. But uh, just the willingness to do it is, is is different for this team. And 
as he was asked in postgame, like he's maybe required to do that a little bit more mm-hmm. over the next couple of weeks. Uh, def- yeah, definitely. And definitely will be. back on injury watch we go for yet another new one uh, that's been taking up most of our time this year uh, as Ohio State tries to get healthy uh, to go to Maryland, although that's not what they're trying to get healthy for. It's two weeks from now uh, in this very building against rival Michigan. We will still be going to cover Ohio State at Maryland next week. Kickoff time should be confirmed uh, later this evening or tomorrow. Uh, stay tuned for that. Um, but we'll have a lot more post-game coverage coming your way on ohiostate.rivals.com and the podcast. Uh, so stay tuned for that. It was Ohio State 56, Indiana 14. This has been Snap Judgments. That's Bill Berm. I'm Austin. We will see you tomorrow.